theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Praise God. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number four. And I'm going to read from verses 18 to 20. Praise God. And he says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway, immediately, right away, they left their nets and followed him. You may be seated. I'm going to read something longer from the book of John. John chapter 21 and verses 1 to 17. And it reads like this. And it says, and after these things, after which things, if we read verse 20. It tells us that, uh, what's his name? Thomas was doubtful and didn't want to receive what the disciples said. So the Bible said after that, Jesus showed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of the Canaan in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples of his disciples. Simon said unto them, I go a fishing. Simon went back to fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship. And immediately, and that night they caught, the Bible says, nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus said unto, stood on the shore. But his disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Seeing what you don't know. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. And did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship. For they were not far from land, and as it were, 200 cubits dragging the net with the fishes. As, and as soon as then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread, everything prepared. Jesus said unto them, bring of the fish which ye have now caught. You want fresh fish. <laughs> Simon Peter went up and drew the net 
to land full of great fishes and hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, come and dine, sit with me. And none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou? Isabel, they saw him, but they didn't know him. <laughs> Praise God. See Jesus, and you don't know Jesus. Jesus then come it and take it bread and give it them. And the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he, had he was risen from the dead. And when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. He said unto him, the third time, and Simon, son of Joma, loveth love thou me. Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, loveth thou me. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Thou knowest that I love thee, Jesus. I know it's all things. Thou art omniscient. Jesus said unto him again, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Now, everybody looks so glum. Now, I'm going to ask a question. Do you know anybody by the name of Peter? Everybody. We all know somebody named Peter, right? Wonderful. Do you know anybody by the name Judas? So, we have a lot of Peters, but no Judas. No mother, after what Judas did, has named their child Judas. Why? But everybody named their child Peter. That's fascinating. But we'll see more about that later. Have you ever been hungry? <laughs> oh, praise God. And you felt like you could just eat and eat and eat and eat. Or on the other end, you are, you see food galore. But though you are hungry, your desire to eat is not there. Or have you ever felt like you have the desire to eat? But when you draw near and you see the buffet and there is something on that buffet that you don't like, it turns you off and you lose your desire to eat. So you have lost your appetite. A lost appetite is something that all of us at some point in time in our lives Lose that appetite. When I was young and we were playing marbles outside and 
You know, when the marble sweet and you're losing. <laughs> Mom said, come in for dinner. No, mommy, I'm not hungry. You lost that desire to eat because what? You want to win back your marbles. <laughs> and today I want to speak to us of the topic, lost appetite regained. What is appetite? Appetite can be defined as a, a natural desire to satisfy a bodily need, especially for food. It is a desire to eat food and sometimes due to hunger, appealing food can stimulate one's appetite even when we are not hungry. To lose that desire is known as a loss of appetite. A loss of appetite means you do not have the same desire to eat as you used to. It should however be understood that there's a difference between hunger and appetite. Hunger is physiological and it occurs because our biological clock changes throughout the body which signals us that we need to eat to maintain our energy levels. Appetite is simply a desire to eat. It can be a result of hunger, but often has other causes such as emotional and environmental. A lost appetite means you don't have the same desire to eat as you once did. Regain means to obtain or to get back position or use of something again after losing it. Signs of decreasing appetite include you wanting to eat or unintentional weight loss or you are not feeling hungry. In our text, we saw where Peter and his brother were fishermen. They were a part of a great fishing industry in Galilee. And their desire was fishing. Their appetite was fishing. They, they didn't want to do nothing else but fish. But then Jesus came along one day. He saw them fishing. And he just turned to them and says, follow me. And the Bible tells us, we read it just now, that they left everything and just followed Jesus. Imagine you are at work and you get the call. You know, some people think God talk like, Isabella. You need to leave this job and come. And you get that call to leave that job and follow Jesus. The Bible never tells us that they know Jesus. You know. The Bible just tells us they left everything and followed Jesus. And we realize that over time, Peter had a great relationship with Jesus. And Peter was very fond of Jesus. And Peter was always around Jesus. So I focus my attention this afternoon on the appetite of Peter. You see, on one occasion, Jesus was telling the multitude that their appetite for the natural food was their reason for being around him, they love fish and bread. That's why they're always around Jesus. And the Bible tells us some of them turned away and they left him. Then Peter, the one that uh, always asks the questions. Jesus said to him, will he also go away? Then Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou art the words of eternal life. Amen. So Peter understands that. 
And because of the appetite that Peter had developed for the words and the teachings of Jesus, he was always close to Jesus. He was always around the along with James and John, who was part of Jesus' inner circle, was always around Jesus. Peter wanted to be where Jesus was because he wanted to learn from Jesus. Because when he was with Christ, he found that he could understand and he could learn the issues of life. He could learn life lessons when he was around Jesus. He gleaned everything from Jesus. That's why he loved to be around Jesus. And we see in Matthew chapter 14, we read that the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee and the Bible says they were intending to cross to the other side. And the Bible says suddenly there was a storm. And we all know what a storm is. Some of us, most of us who are from the Caribbean, we know what hurricanes are and storms are. And we get jittery and, and jumpy and fearful when we hear storms are coming. A lot of us remember Gilbert. Praise God. Not having Jesus present in the ship, they all were panicking and they were afraid. But soon they looked out in the silhouette and they saw Jesus walking on the water. And it was Peter again who said, Jesus said this first, it is I, don't be afraid. Then Peter again said to him, Jesus, if it is you, command me to come to thee. And the Bible tells us that Peter got out of the boat and he walked on water. And some scholars say it's when he took his eyes off Jesus that he fell in the water. But Peter learned a valuable lesson that day. He learned that when he was near Jesus, he could do the miraculous. When he was near Jesus, miraculous things happened. In Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus came through the coast of Philippi, and he quizzed the disciples and he said, Who do men say that I, Jesus, the Son of Man, am? And they said to him, Some say Elias, some say Jeremiah, some say the prophets. And he said to them, who do you say the son of man am? But it was Peter with this heavenly appetite who said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said unto him, flesh and blood, Peter, did not reveal this unto you, but my father which is in heaven. It is here that Jesus said to him, Peter, upon this rock, the revealed truth that I will build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And it's there that Peter was given the keys to the kingdom. Now Peter learned a second lesson that day. He learned that when he was in the presence of Jesus, he could not only do the miraculous, but he could get supernatural revelation as to the deity of God. God was manifest in flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. And he got that revelation. Then the next we saw Peter was at the Last Supper and Jesus wanted to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter get up and said, no, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus said to him, if I don't wash your feet, you will have no part of me. And some conversation happened between him and Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Peter, 
before the cock crow twice, you will deny me thrice. Three times. Three times you will deny me, Peter. And the next time we saw when Jesus was arrested, and we know arrogant Peter again, he drew a sword, cut off the high priest's servant ears. Jesus said to him, Peter, put back your sword into your shield because those who live by the sword will die by the sword. Now Jesus was arrested and taken captive and was tried, as we all know, in a mockery trial. And then he taken to be crucified. Jesus was in that initial phase of that situation in the house of Annas. Peter was outside in the, in the garden warming himself on the fire. And someone said, Peter, you are one of them. You were with him. And he said, no. Someone else came and said, I know you are one of his disciples. Peter said, no. Third person came. Peter, you are one. No. And the Bible tells us that the cock did crow. He denied Christ three times. It was then that the cock crew and Peter remembered the words of Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that this night, before the cock crow, you will be deny me thrice. Praise God. Now Jesus was condemned and was crucified. It was here that Peter lost his spiritual appetite. In his mind, in Peter's mind, this was the end of his spiritual strength. No Jesus, no strength. This was the end of his spiritual courage. He had no courage anymore. He had no ability to perform miraculous deeds because Jesus was gone. He was not able to tap into the mind of Jesus anymore because Jesus was no longer there. So he lost his spiritual appetite. So he thought that losing Jesus, I have lost it all. I have lost everything. So he said to himself, I must go back to what I know. I must go back to my old meal. I must go back to fishing. So Peter and some of the disciples went back to fishing. They went back to what they knew. But the Bible tells us about a dog returning to his vomit. And most of the times when things happen in our lives, saints of God, we run away from Jesus and we go back to the life that we knew before we came to Jesus. But that's not the way to go because we saw the end of Judas. Judas went back to what he knew and he hung himself. But Peter, we'll see later what happened to Peter. Different outcome, different situation. Now, after Jesus was, a, was resurrected, the Bible tells us that he appeared to his disciples three times and one extra time to Peter. And after that, he ascended into heaven. When Jesus left Peter, he lost his appetite for souls. He didn't lose his appetite for fishing, but he lost his appetite for fishing for men. Amen. He lost that which Jesus says, go into all the world and preach this gospel. He lost that great commission that Jesus gave to them. He lost the appetite for fishing for men. 
the Great Commission. And Jesus had to return to administer to him that which he needed so that he could regain his appetite. So he asked him to bring those 153 fish that he caught so that he could teach him an object lesson. So he said, Simon, son of John. Remember, Jesus always called him by his name, Peter. So this was like an admonishment. He's calling him now by Simon, son of John. It's like when you did something wrong when you were younger and your mom says, Barrington de Grasse, come here. You know you were in trouble. So it's like this was what Jesus was doing to Peter. Simon, son of John, loveth thou these more than me? These 153 fish, this net, this boat, this fishing gear. Do you love these things more than me? Are you willing to abandon everything? Your chosen career, your successes for me? That's the question Jesus was asking him. Are you willing to give up everything, Peter, for me? Do you love me with every fiber of your being, Peter? Then he said, then serve me. I can tell what you love by what you serve. What you do, what priorities of your life are. A committed Christian is compelled and driven by the love of Jesus. I'm going to say it again. A committed Christian is compelled and is driven by the love of Jesus. So Jesus said, Simon, son of John, loveth thou these more than me? And he said, yeah, Lord, you know that I love you. But, but the way Peter answered, Peter, you know, to Jesus, it sounds wishy-washy. So he said, feed my lambs. He said, pasture and tend to my lambs. By describing his people as lambs, he was emphasizing that their nature as immature and vulnerable and they need tender loving care. Jesus saying to Peter, Peter, you have left the call that God has on your life. And you have gone contrary to what God has called you to do. Take care, tend to my lambs. Jesus said a second time. Loveth thou me. Take care of my sheep. The Bible tells us if you love me, you will keep my commandment. Jesus said to Peter, you love me, but you have gone back to fishing. So he said, do you love me, Peter? Jesus was emphasizing that tending to the sheep in a supervisory capacity. Not only feeding, but ruling over. So Jesus was saying to Peter, Peter, if you love me, you will take care of my sheep. You will supervise, you'll supervise them. You'll feed them. You'll rule over them. First, Peter chapter 5 and verse 2, Peter tells us this. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseer. So Jesus was saying to Peter, I need you to be overseer of my flock. 
Then a third time he said, Love it thou me. Feed my sheep, tend to care for. That's your call, Peter. Your call is not fishing. Your call is tending to my people. Your call, Peter, is not to go fishing, Peter. Your call is to feed the lambs, the fully grown sheep, to be in continuous dialogue. Your call is soul winning, Peter. Bringing people to the fullness of spiritual maturity. And we ask the question, why did Jesus ask him three times, love it thou me more than these? Or do you love me, Peter? Why? Peter denied Christ three times. And because Peter denied Christ three times, he was giving Peter the opportunity for restoration at each point of his question. Do you love me, Peter? If you love Jesus, you will do what Jesus said. Do you love me? Really, Peter, you love me? But he said, feed my sheep. What is that food? First Peter 2 and verse 2 says, the sincere spiritual milk of the word. So that by this we may be mature in salvation. So he said to Peter, you need to feed the sheep with the sincere milk of the word of God. You need to give them the word. And it was Paul who told the leaders in Ephesus in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, he said to them to this, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and unto all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. So my job and your job is to feed the church of God. To feed the people with the word of God. Praise God. In Acts chapter 1, we see where Peter, Jesus was the disciples. A final time. Final time he was there with them. And he told them to wait, to tarry for the Holy Ghost. And it was here... That Peter's appetite was truly regained. He regained his appetite for souls. He said, after the Lord's ascension, we see Peter in the upper room with 120 souls. And they would gather waiting for the promise of the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost. And according to the records of Acts 2, when the Holy Ghost fell and they spoke with tongues, some say they were drunk. But Peter, who had regained his spiritual appetite, stood up and declared Joel chapter Joel, what Joel had said in Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 and 29. And it says, It shall come to pass after that that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. All men shall dream dreams and young men shall see visions. And upon the servants and upon the unmade, in those days will I pour out my spirit. So Peter received what Jesus spoke to him. And he received his appetite. And the Bible tells us that on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up. And he declared this, you men of Israel, and all you dwell in Jerusalem, by this known unto you, hearken to my word. And the Bible tells us that Peter preached the Messiahship of Jesus Christ. 
And he accused all of them for executing the Messiah. And he regained his appetite, was regained, and it allowed him to speak so boldly. Imagine you are telling somebody that they killed your Messiah. It allowed him to speak so boldly that 3,000 souls were saved. 3,000 fishes were caught by Peter on that day of Pentecost. As humans, sometimes we lose our appetite and we take vitamins and some form of supplement or some medication to regain our natural appetite. But as children of God, when we lose our appetite for the things of God, the church and anything that is spiritual, we have to go back to Jesus. He is the source. So I can say thanks be to God that cares for our spiritual well-being and is ready to meet us at our point of need. There will be a time of restoration. There will be a time of renewal. There will be a time of regeneration because Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. No greater love hath a man than a man to lay down his life for his friend. And that's the love that Jesus came when he showed when he died on Calvary for you and for me. That's the love that we ought to show for each other. That's the love that we ought to show for Jesus. How can I know that I have lost my appetite for the things of God? How can I know? Here are some pointers. How can I know? Not praying as I did before. Not reading the Bible as you and I once did. Not fasting as we did before. Not spending quality time with God as we did before. Not attending church services as we did before. Lacking the compassion for the lost. The things of God have lost their importance to us. Holding on to negative thoughts. A spirit of unforgiveness. In short, if you have gone back to your whole self, it means you have lost your appetite for the things of God. If you find that you are guilty in any of these points, that I just mentioned, then you're about to lose your appetite. If you're guilty in all, it means you have lost that appetite for the things of God. So you'll ask me, Brother Beden, how do I regain my appetite for the things of God? The first thing you need to do Remember from where you have fallen. Start by remembering. Go back. Remember how it was when you were truly converted. Remember from where you have fallen. Go back and remember the glorious experience that was yours when you came to Christ. And then repent. Go back and do what you did in the beginning. Repent of any cold mechanical service to Christ. And then go back to do the things that you did from the very beginning. Remember when you were so eager to come to church. Remember when you never missed a Bible study. Remember when you never missed a prayer meeting. Remember... The times you spent in your closet with Jesus. Remember from where you've come. One songwriter puts it like this. Roll back the curtains 
of memories now and then. Remember where you have told me, God, where you have brought me from. And where I could have been. Just remember, I'm only human. And humans forget. So remind me. Remind me, dear Lord, where I was before this started happening. Remind me, Lord. Show me what I used to be before I know of this apathy for the things of God. The second thing we need to, to do to regain this appetite for a spiritual appetite is love again. We need to love again. We need to love again. Now love is the sacrificial giving of yourself that facilitates the growth of another. The sacrificial giving of yourself that facilitates the growth of someone else. The Bible says in John 3, 16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And 17 says, God sent not in his son into this world to condemn the world but the world through him might be saved. Praise God. John 3, 16 and 17 has to be what drives us. Love of God. Love of people. Love of souls. Love looks beyond our faults and saw the need. Love motivates us to good works and good deeds. Without love, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, you are nice. Do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and of that love? I'm like a sounding symbol. Nice, you're nice, you need love. We have to go back to love. Love for Jesus. That's the second thing. The third thing we have to do is we need to spend time with Jesus. Spend time in devotion. Spend time in fasting. In reading the word. Get connected. Stay connected to Jesus. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13 states this. Now. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived. That they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. All day long. I've been with Jesus. All day long. What a song. They've been with Jesus. Jesus in our lives make all the difference. Spending time with Jesus gives us boldness. It causes us to tell of his power. It causes us to tell of his crucifixion. It causes us to tell of his resurrection. It causes us to tell of his salvation. It causes us to tell of his love. It causes us to proclaim him. In John chapter 23... Job, sorry, chapter 23 and verse 12. Job was speaking to, of God and he, he said, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 4, 4, Jesus said to them, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Praise God. And the fourth thing you and I need to do. If we have lost our appetite for this thing of God. Is to. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need to be full. Of the Holy Ghost. Full. Full of the Holy Ghost. Not just speaking in tongues. But full. Full. Of the Holy Ghost. 
Ephesians 6 and 18 says, And I pray, and pray in the Spirit. We are so full of the Holy Ghost that we pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all Lord's people. So when we are praying in the Spirit, we're not just praying for ourselves. We are praying for God's people. Having the Holy Ghost gives us power to witness to overcome sin and to be resurrected at his coming. Having the Holy Ghost equips us for service. Having the Holy Ghost change us to be more like Jesus. Having the Holy Ghost give us a rest and refreshing Having the Holy Ghost mortify, kills the deeds of the flesh. Having the Holy Ghost help us to walk in his statutes. Having the Holy Ghost help us to pray. Having the Holy Ghost teaches us all things and reminds us of what he said. Keeps our minds focused. On Jesus. If we walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Praise God. Praise God. Peter's appetite. For the things of God. Was restored. Because. He had been with Jesus. He had been with Jesus. If you. I've lost your appetite. And you need to regain it. Jesus wants to tell you. That he's ready. And willing. To restore. Your appetite. Are you willing to spend time. With him. As in the natural. An appetite is the desire for food. In the spiritual, an appetite is the desire for the word of God and the things of God. God, help us not to experience a loss. If you have lost your appetite, now is the time to get it back. Now is the time to say, Jesus, I've fallen away. I need to be restored. The restorer is here this afternoon. Jesus is saying to somebody this afternoon that you have gone this way. I need you to repent and come back to me this way. This way. This way. You may have not totally lost that appetite for the things of God. But you are wavering. You're betwixt and between two opinions. The Bible tells us. Oh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm saying to you this afternoon. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus wants to restore you this afternoon. Hallelujah. 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 Is there anyone in our midst who's just feeling sick and tired of being sick and tired? I want to be closer to Jesus. Who wants a closer walk 
with Jesus. I need you to come. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling. Softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portal, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. is open for all who just want to go deeper in Jesus. You want to go deeper in Jesus. Huh? Jesus is calling. Jesus. Jesus is calling. You want to go deeper No more lost appetite. But just time with Jesus. I want to spend time with Jesus. I want more of Jesus. More and more of his saving fullnesses. More of his love. More of Jesus. More about Jesus. Praise God. More of Jesus. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends. ExtraordinaryChurch.ca We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.